Why did the ant name its middle segment Stormbreaker? Because it's his Thor axe. Oh. Welcome to Mr. F. Diggs Movies. It's the movie review podcast with one big difference from those other podcasts out there. There's no review yet. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, everyone. I am your host, Mr. F, and you're listening to the only interactive movie review podcast in the history of the world. That's right. I said interactive. The reason my review isn't done yet is because I'm waiting for you to join me. My show begins with zero reviews, but by the end, there's going to be dozens, hundreds, dare I dream, thousands of reviews because we're all going to be talking about whatever movies or TV shows that we've been watching. The movie I'm talking about this week is part one of phase five of the MCU. That's right. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Now, just because I'm talking Marvel today doesn't mean that you need to. You can go ahead and talk about any movie or any show. It can be the thing you watched last night. It can be something you watched five years ago. That doesn't matter. The only thing that does matter is that you're talking about what you're watching. The universe needs you to talk about movies, newer TV shows, and we're going to do that together. So maybe you just like movies and want to hear my opinion on Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania. You just want to take a listen. That's cool. Thanks so much for hanging out. We love you guys. But maybe you're one of those people who's always talking about movies with your family, with your friends, with your teachers. You're bugging everyone about the latest, greatest thing you watched. Maybe you go on social media and you talk movies and you're, you're interested in talking about movies in different ways, more fun ways. Well, this is the place to do that. I am here for it. I am here for you. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about movies and TV together. Real quick before we dive deep into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, a reminder that I always want to know what you are digging. I really want to know. Seriously, hit me with an email of anything you've written about movies. Send me a video of you talking about movies and TV shows. Again, I really want to know what you guys are watching. I want to know what you're all digging. You can send me those to Mr. F Digs Movies at gmail.com. That's MRF, Mr. F Digs Movies at gmail.com. Let me know what you're digging. Let me know what you're watching. And if you'd like, maybe, just maybe, you could be mentioned on next week's show. I'd love to share with everyone what you're digging. That's what I mean by interactive, everyone. I want to hear what you got. I want to share what you got. If you're, if the idea of me sharing your words with the entire world is not your bag, that's cool. You can just say, hey, I don't want you sharing this, but Mr. F, here's what I've been watching. Here's what I've been digging. And that's totally cool too. So let's get into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. If you have not seen it or not familiar, maybe even with the trailer, here's a quick summary. Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie Lang, gets her entire ant-obsessed family sucked into the quantum realm. And once they're in the quantum realm, they look for a way out. The thing is, someone else is looking for a way out. It's Kang the Conqueror, and the movie's largely about are they going to get out, and if they do get out, are they going to keep Kang from getting out as well? 
So before we watch movies, a lot of times we get popcorn. And before I talk about a movie, I like to make some popcorn. Okay, we're going to collect some kernels here. I'm going to gather some kernels to pop. But remember, so are you folks. You're doing this too. This is capital I interactive here. How we get our kernels to pop, it's by writing down everything that we notice about the movie, all our thoughts about the movies, any questions we've got about what we're watching. Just write down a huge list. Yes, I want you to write it down. In fact, I would love for you to hit pause right now and write it down if you haven't yet. If you want to hear what I did first, that's cool. I'm going to share my list of kernels that I picked up from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We're going to take those kernels and I'm going to show you how to pop them into yummy, delicious, mouth-watering, can't-get-enough-of-it popcorn. Here's my kernels. First kernel. I, I noticed that I wasn't having a whole lot of fun watching the film. It didn't feel fun. It didn't feel funny. It felt like I was watching, I don't know, like a like a preliminary game before the tournament actually starts. Like they do that in tennis where like the tournament hasn't started yet, but you got to play in order to get into it. I, I, whatever. Tennis is a weird sport. so complicated to understand sometimes how it all works. I don't even get it. But yeah, it wasn't super fun. Uh, my acting kernels, Jonathan Majors, amazing michelle pfeiffer super fantastic i thought everyone else was either okay good or really not another kernel i found myself wondering is the multiverse gonna be that cool oh they show you more of the multiverse in the end credits i'm not gonna like spoil anything but yeah it didn't feel the same as like let's say the spider-man multiverse uh, what else did I think? I thought the quantum realm, I thought the quantum realm looked pretty cool, but I wasn't completely blown away by it. I think sometimes CGI is, is too, too powerful for its own good. Another kernel, the finale felt like a steel cage match to me. You know, they have to get out. Like who's going to get out? If you, do you know steel cage matches? I'm talking about professional wrestling where sometimes they put a steel cage all the way around the ring and the object is not to pin the other person like usual. It's to get out of the cage, either by climbing over the top or going out the door. That's how you win. It kind of felt like that near the end. Yeah. Uh, what else did I notice? Darren. Darren, Darren, Darren. Darren. I'm not going to say any more. If you see it, you know what I'm talking about. But Darren. Another kernel, I noticed that it had a very similar thing to a movie I just saw recently called Knock at the Cabin. It, it had a very um, similar plot point to it. Another kernel I noticed, there's a weird vibe and dare I say quite a bit of, hmm, how do I put this innuendo between Michelle Pfeiffer's character and Bill Murray's character? Um, not needed, thanks very much. Um, what else did I notice? Uh, the multiverse again, I wonder if like, it's cool that you can do anything in the multiverse as a storyteller, but I don't know if you can do anything. Does anything matter? I don't know. I've got some existential questions about the multiverse, I think. Um, and one more, I am kind of 
a little scared about this whole multiverse thing they're doing, but at the same time, I feel like I hear a lot of professional critics talking about that, and I'm wondering, am I just like saying what they're saying? Like, if I didn't listen to everyone poo-pooing the multiverse, would I? I'm not necessarily poo-pooing the multiverse, but would, would I not feel any of like a hint of poo-pooing? I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Those are the things I noticed. Those are just the things that jumped out at me for wh whatever reason. Those are my kernels. It's like, you know, I got like a little pack of Orville Redenbacher, microwave popcorn. I shake up the bag. I got my kernels. How about you? Again, if you haven't listed your kernels, do it now. Hit pause. I'll be here when you come back. That's the magic of podcasts. It's so cool. I'll be right here. I'll be here no matter when you hit pause. I'm still here. It's the best. You got this. Come up with your kernels. Then we'll... You got your kernels? I hope you do. It's time to pop that corn. Open up the microwave. Throw the kernels in the huge pot. Here we go. I'm going to teach you how to take... Like, you know how they say you have a kernel of an idea? That's what we've got right now. Like, you probably have a lot of good stuff. I'm sure you do. Don't say you don't. You do. You got a list of great things, these kernels. But we want to eat the kernels. We want to eat popcorn. So let's take all these kernels, your ideas, and pop them. Mostly everything on your list is either going to be something you noticed that was in the movie. Like something you saw, something you heard, something that happened. Or it's going to be a thought that you have. Whether that's your opinion of what you saw in the movie, or if maybe something you see in the movie reminds you of something, and that's what you thought about for a while. Now, you might also have questions, and that's okay. What you do is you put a little N next to any notice, any T next to any thought, and any little Q or question mark next to your questions. Basically, you have to identify all your kernels. What are they? Are they a notice, a thought, or a question? And after you do that, you're going to take all your notices and thoughts and add the opposite. So if you have something you noticed and you think, hmm, I think that's a pretty interesting thing to talk about, take your notice and then underneath that notice, write down a bunch of thoughts you have about that notice. If you've got a thought that you think you'd like to talk about, go back in the movie. Like if you're watching on Netflix or something, you can literally go back or otherwise go back in your memory the best you can and think to yourself, what did I notice that led me to that thought? If you've got a question, you can just come up with the things you noticed that led you to that question or thoughts you have about the question. Maybe take a try at answering your question or yeah, just write down whatever you think when you hear yourself coming up with that question. Now, do you have to do this with everything on your list? No, you don't. Would it be cool and rad if you did? Absolutely. I'm going to take three things that I noticed and I'm going to pop my popcorn. So again, hit pause if you're ready to pop your popcorn or you can listen to me pop mine. Here we go. One thing I thought was interesting is my whole steel cage match. Okay, So when I said the story seems like a steel cage match, that's not like the steel cage match isn't happening in the movie. I have to think, okay, what did I notice that led me to that thought? So I've got a thought. Now I'm coming up with a notice. So the things I noticed are that Kang and Ant-Man both want out of the quantum realm. Um, it's like a steel cage match in that they want to get out, but they don't want the other person to get out necessarily. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's where I got the steel cage match thing. Um, 
you know, I pop that popcorn. I'll be honest. I don't know if it's a great piece of popcorn. You know, it's not super fluffy to me. It's like one of those when you bite down, like you can still kind of taste part of the kernel inside. I, I don't know. Like I thought that was going to be a really good piece of popcorn. I don't know if it is. That happens sometimes. It's okay. I'm just going to move on to my next kernel. My next kernel, I want to talk about Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer. They're both great. That's my opinion, which means it's a thought. So I labeled Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer are awesome as a thought. Now I have to come up with a notice. What did I notice in them that made me think that? And what I noticed is that they don't give Kang, who's John, that's played by Jonathan Majors, they don't give him a super fancy costume. They don't give him a whole lot of special effects. They give him some, right? But like, he doesn't need any of that stuff. He is just by himself. He's so confident. He's so powerful. He's just cold, like cold-hearted snake cold. And just has all this, yeah, this gravitas, this, this immense power of personality. Like, you know, Thanos needed a lot of CGI, and like a weird voice. Like Jonathan Majors is Jonathan Majors and he's just as frightening. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, what do I notice? I noticed that they give her this incredible backstory of when she was in the quantum realm. Um, I noticed that she keeps a lot of secrets, which I'm not a fan of. It's like, dude, I'm sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer. I, who am I to call Michelle Pfeiffer, dude? Miss Incredible... Michelle Pfeiffer, like, don't to keep secrets. I know it's not her keeping secrets. What she does, though, like, I noticed her eyes. Like, you can always look, whenever you look in her eyes, it feels like she's carrying some deep, dark secret inside of her. I think it's a great performance. That's what I really loved about it. I noticed her eyes. One more kernel for me. And I'm, I'm going to go to the question I had about the multiverse. Like, if you can do everything in the multiverse, does anything really matter? Um, that's a question. So I'm going to like give you some thoughts. I think not so much the notices, but the thoughts I have about the question. I think it, it's like I said, it's exciting on one hand, you know, you can literally, there are an infinite number of stories you can tell within a multiverse and that's really cool. Um, but if, if I understand how multiverses work and I'm, I'm not totally sure I do, to be honest, but I would think that if there's like an infinite amount of timelines, then there's an infinite amount of Kangs that you're going to have to go through. And if you have to go through an infinite amount of Kangs, how exciting is that really? Like you're as a storyteller, you're not going to create thousands and thousands of Kangs if you're just going to lose the first one. Right. So I'm not sure how exciting that's going to be. I'm, I'm leery. I'm leery. You know, is this the multiverse? Cause I do like multiverses and I think, Whoa, this usually doesn't happen, but it leads me to a question. So I went from question to thoughts to a new question. My new question is, what, what do I look for in multiverses? What do I dig in multiverses? And, and you know what time it is, folks. I, it's time. I have a hankering. It is to help me figure out what I love about this multiverse and what I don't love about this multiverse and my whole feelings on multiverses in general it's time. It's tournament time. Let's have a tournament. You can find rules for this game and for all the games at my website. It's MrFDigsMovies.com. And this game is called Tournament. Like, 
these games aren't really games, but like they're they're fun. They're just as fun as games to me. So I call them games. This one's called tournament, and there's two ways to play tournament. You can either go traditional or reverse style, and I'm gonna go reverse style with my tournament. I don't really know what makes a good multiverse yet. If you have a good idea of what makes whatever you're having a tournament like good or bad, then you probably want to go traditional, but I don't in this case. And by the way, I want you to listen to me do this tournament, and I want you to have your own tournament. Why? Because it's just so much fun. Okay, so step one, I should probably get my steps in front of me, huh? Uh, step one is deciding what you're going to have a tournament about. And what I'm going to have a tournament about is what is the best multiverse? Like we've seen a lot of multiverse lately in all sorts of movies and TV shows. What's the best multiverse? That's my, uh, that's my tournament, what it's going to be about. And because I don't have, like I said, like an idea of what I love really, I'm just going to uh, come up with my participants next. So after you come up with what you're going to have your tournament about, come up with, I like to do four, four or eight works best. So I'm going to take, obviously, I'm going to take Quantum Mania. And another multiverse, let's take the Miles Morales, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse multiverse. Um, let's see, I'm going to invite everything, everywhere, all at once. The front runner for Best Picture at the Oscars this year. I'm so excited for that. Great multiverse there. And... I'm going to take the movie from my fourth and final participant. I'm going to take the movie Groundhog Day, which I don't think anyone else calls a multiverse, but like, think about it. If you haven't seen it, by the way, go see it. Bill Murray has to relive Groundhog Day over and over and over again. And it doesn't feel like a multiverse, but my theory is that every time he repeats a day, it's like a new branch on the timeline. So yeah, not a traditional multiverse movie, but I believe it's a multiverse nevertheless, and I'm inviting it to my tournament. Why? Because it's my tournament and I can do what I want, just like you can do what you want. So think of what you want to do your tournament about. Invite four contestants. I'm going to randomly match them up against each other. I put them in random.org. I use numbers. And the first matchup is Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumania versus Groundhog Day. Okay, so I'm going to take these two multiverses and I'm going to decide which one do I prefer and why. Do you have your first matchup? Be thinking about yours and you can listen to me, see how it's done. I don't know which one I like better right away. So let me think, how are they similar? How are they different? Um, you know, in, 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 I keep saying Quantumania. I could probably just say Marvel because, you know, I'm getting a lot of the stuff from the Loki series and other movies too. There's a lot of explanation about how the multiverse is created in Marvel. The Disney Plus program, Loki, uh, goes through it pretty in-depth. A bunch of people traveling in time, and whenever they travel in time, you know, you do something different. That creates a different reality, kind of like Back to the Future. Uh, and a new branch, a new timeline is created away from the sacred timeline. We have, There's going to be slight spoilers. Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. We don't ever get an explanation for why this is happening to Bill Murray, why he wakes up on Groundhog Day every single day for like ever. You know, I'm just thinking I kind of prefer not knowing. I think not knowing how the, the multiverse works is actually like more similar to how it would feel going through the multiverse. You know, like I'm, I'm just a dude. I live in Ohio. I'm not going to know how the multi, if the multiversal stuff starts happening, I'm not going to know how it works. I'm just going to have to deal with it. And that's what Bill Murray did. I kind of like that. 
Um, what else? You know, like when I'm think I'm going back to Loki. This isn't a spoiler for Quantum Mania. In Loki, you've got all these different Lokis, like very different Lokis. You've got um, like gold old guy with the gold horned helmet Loki. You've got Sylvie, a female Loki. You've got for crying out the window, you've got an alligator Loki. In Groundhog Day, Phil, who's Bill Murray's character, he's always Phil. You know, he's the same. I kind of prefer that. I think I do. You know how Star Wars is like about all these massive heroes and villains and epic stories? I don't know if you've watched the series on Disney Plus Andor, but Andor focuses more like on the quote-unquote little guy, like the, the normal people that this huge rebellion is affecting. And I really love Andor especially for that fact. And I feel like that's like kind of what I was just talking about. That's what Groundhog Day does rather than, you know, the people not controlling the multiverse, but like people competing for power in the multiverse, like the Avengers and like Kang. I think, you know, I think when all is said and done, I prefer Groundhog Day's multiverse. So Quantum Mania versus Groundhog Day, I'm it's kind of a shocker. It's an upset. Groundhog Day wins and moves on to the finals. Who will Groundhog Day face in the finals? Let's put my other two contestants up. Uh, Miles Morales' movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yeah, I'm going to go Everything Everywhere All at Once for a lot of the same reasons. You know, Miles Morales, it's it's, it's a Marvel, Sony-ish thing. I don't understand the legal mumbo-jumbo, but yeah, the Miles Morales multiverse works very similarly to... Quantum Mania and Marvel's entire thing they've got going on. Like you've got Gwen, you've got the female Spider-Man person. Uh, you've got a pig, right? Spider-Ham, you've got Dark Knight. They're all so different in everything, everywhere, all at once. You do have those differences, but usually uh, Evelyn, played by Michelle Yeoh, is Evelyn. The reasons for her differences in the different multiverses come through her choices for the most part rather than just like evolution, like you've been born into this multiverse and like, you know, different things happen, which create different realities. You know, Evelyn's different realities don't come from the outside. They mostly come from her, from the inside. I like that. So everything everywhere is going to move on. It's going to face Groundhog Day. Oh my goodness. It's the final. What do I think is the best ultimate multiverse? Let me think this one out. Um, well, how are these two different? Phil, Bill Murray, knows all the other timelines. Like, he remembers what happened in the other timeline the next day, where Evelyn, until everything starts, you know, getting real, doesn't know all of the other Evelyns in the timelines. They both have to, like, face every single timeline in, er in order to grow and learn their lesson in their story, which is, is pretty cool. Oh, what else? I guess, I guess it just comes down to like, what, how would I prefer to become my best self? Would I want to do it like Phil has to by reliving the same day over and over again? Or would I rather be like Evelyn who, 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 who becomes more by learning about all her other cells that are out there gosh yeah i think everything everywhere shows us like all these possibilities groundhog days shows us one person who changes through all of them i, I kind of like the multiple different p 
people that Evelyn becomes and everything everywhere all at once. And I like the whole multiversal focus of it being on her and not just like the way multiverses evolve. Evelyn's differences come from her choices from her. They're in her control. I'm going to crown everything everywhere all at once. Champion of my little tournament. Wow. That was exciting. You know, like, and here's why I do these little tournaments, these games. I just made myself think a whole lot about multiverses and I kind of helped me get a better idea of what I do think my true feelings about multiverses. Wow. So between all this, these kernels, these pieces of popcorn and this tournament I've had, you know what I've been doing? I've been collecting a ton of stuff that I can use to write or talk about my movie. And that's what you're doing too. So if you haven't done a tournament, do a tournament. If you need to hear the rules again, go to my website, mrfdigsmovies.com. It's under how to critic. Diggable games is the label. Check it out. Have a tournament. It's fun. And after your tournament, come back because we're just about to start either writing or talking or recording about whatever movie or TV show we're talking about. All right. Have your tournament. Have some fun. You got this. Okay. I bet you've got just the best stuff the best ingredients the best popcorn the best tournament i bet you've got just incredible stuff that you're gonna put into your movie talk or tv talk you know it's about time to start talking writing maybe filming yourself whatever you do let's go over our three rules before we begin i'm just gonna say talking even though you may be writing recording all that stuff let's go over the three rules of talking number one is have fun if you're not having fun don't do it I mean, unless you really want to unless someone's making you i'm not making you uh, rule number two if you're a human being you probably at some point are going to have a tiny annoying voice in your head telling you that whatever you're talking about just isn't that great that no one's going to want to hear it or like you're not good enough to be doing this why do you even bother maybe i'm weird but i think just about everyone has that voice i certainly have it don't listen to it don't listen to it i guarantee there's at least one person out there who wants to hear what you have to say that person is me it's me mr f i want to hear what you have to say and honestly there's going to be a ton of other people who want to hear it you know you don't have to share it with anyone but it's worth doing so don't listen to that silly voice in your head and the rule number three is be nice. It's a lot of work to make a movie. People work very hard. They pour their entire heart and soul into this. You don't have to like their movie. And in fact, you can say that, that you don't like their movie, but there's no reason to be mean about it. Okay. Again, using like, like being coming up with the best burn or like the most creative insults about a movie. That's like using the dark side of the force. Like, sure, it's it's quick. Sure, you're gonna get like everyone like saying, "Ooh, those that that's so great! What a great comment!" Like, it's 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 quicker, it's easier, it's more seductive. But like a Sith, you're gonna have your hand chopped off by a lightsaber, and you're gonna get thrown down a reactor shaft, and it's just not not gonna be fun at all. So let's all recite the critics' pledge together. Here we go. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to all the movies, the good ones, the bad, and the ugly, to all the stories for which we stand in laughter and tears, 
with entertainment for all. Let's go. I'm going to be the one hitting pause this time because I'm going to start doing my writing. Again, you may be talking, you may be recording. I'm going to be doing my writing. And every once in a while, I'm going to pop back in when I come across, I don't know, just something that makes me want to come back in and share with you guys. Okay? Have fun. You got this. You're going to be great. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. I'll be back in a bit. Michelle Pfeiffer is really, really good in my movie. I want to say how great her performance is. Maybe you know, you've got someone who had a great performance as well. What I do here is I'm going to try and find a word that means great. You know, like open up your thesaurus or, you know, find one online. Thesaurus is your friend. I'm going to look for a word that means great and that has a lot of the same sounds in it as the word performance. Okay, because great, it's a fine word, but you know, I just want something with a little more jazz to it, you know? Like I want to hear some pop. So my handy-dandy thesaurus, let me find one. Ooh, I'm going to use the word impressive. Impressive performance. I love the way those two sounds together. They, they, they kind of dance together. You've got so many great sounds between those two words that are just banging into each other. And, you know, in school, you hear a lot about alliteration. Like, alliteration is the most popular kid in figurative language school. It's a hot shot of the group. It's a teacher's pet. But there's a couple other things. Like, if you want to know their names, it's called consonants. And there's also something called, this is one of my favorite language terms, assonance. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I laugh every time. Um, those two things, consonants and assonance, those two literary tropes are, are, are really fun to hang out with too. Um, so like, let's look at why, at least I think, impressive performance sounds so good. Look at all the similar sounds. There's an M sound in impressive and in the word performance so it's not alliteration right it's not at the beginning of the words but they're in both words and like you know that's that's cool too you've got the letter p the p sound impressive and performance you've got an r sound in both of those words there's a sneaky one there's an s sound like even though in performance it's it's a c like the impressive the s and impressive sounds the same as the c in performance and there's there's a really super sneaky one in here the f in performance and the v in impressive are almost exactly the same there's these things called breathed and breathless pairs I won't get too into it, but like, do, do this little thing. Put your hand or two fingers on your neck, kind of like if you're taking your pulse, and just make a an F sound over again, like, like this. And then keep your fingers there, and then change it to a V sound, like. You'll probably hear like little vibration in your throat, okay? And that's because F and V your mouth, your tongue, your lips, everything. It's the exact same shape to make the sound, but the air for an F comes from your mouth. So that's why you don't feel anything on your throat when you say the F sound. But to make a V, you keep everything the same, but bring your air from deeper in your lungs and your throat, and then you feel that vibration. Like 
that's a sneaky combo. They they sound good. They said because they sound so similar. There's there's all these pairs of letters. Like um, what's another one? B and P. Like ba 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 pa 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 um, A J sound like J and the the letter C H ch 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 ch. There's all sorts of like like little combos, and they're a lot of fun to use. Again, so fun to like hear these similar sounds bouncing off each other when they're so close to each other in two words like that. It gives your writing some pizzazz, some punch, it gives it an itsy bitsy spark. It's gonna it's gonna leap from either the page, the screen, from the speakers on whoever is watching you, their phone. It's gonna really catch the audience's attention. I mean, you know, who knows? It might be the little thing that like catches your audience and convinces someone to see a movie or not see a movie or maybe just think wow this person's really cool they sound great don't laugh it could happen it could happen all right keep writing you're doing it awesome i'll be back in a little bit all right so i'm on to a different section than michelle pfeiffer and her impressive performance uh, what I want to do in the section I'm working on right now is I'm going to explain what I'm thinking, but I also want to do it in a way that's really going to grab the audience's attention. So I'm going to use a trick here. I'm going to use an analogy. Analogy is when you take two things and you show how they work the same or maybe how they have the same parts to them. In my analogy, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of multiverses. And I think I know what I like. So I'm going to come up with something else that I've I've seen a lot of and that I know what I like. And I'm trying to think like, what 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 have I done a lot of? You know, like I've I, I go to the amusement park and I try all the rides and I I know what I like. I like spinning around fast, like on the scrambler kind of stuff or the tilt world. Much 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 more than like dropping from huge height. Um, I've listened to a lot of music. Like I know what I like in my music. I've eaten lots of food. You know, luckily almost every day I've eaten food. Um, not everyone can say that. So I'm a, I'm a lucky guy. I hope you, I hope you get to eat every day. Um, I think I might go with a food analogy. I'm going to go with cheese. So I can say that I've like multiverses. I I've eaten a lot of cheese. I haven't eaten the multiverse yet. I've just watched a lot and I know what I like in my cheese and I know what I like in my multiverse. Remember that tournament? Now I know what I like in my my multiverses using that analogy all by itself isn't the trick like i'm gonna write something like um, i've eaten a lot of cheese in my lifetime i know what i like in cheese uh, i might list all the cheeses i've eaten like and just kind of make a big deal like i know what i like i might talk about the multiverses i have tried and, and i'm gonna all then say you know what and now because the multiverse is getting as big as cheese almost it seems like multiverse is as big as cheese these days I know what I like in my multiverses because I don't think I could say that like five years ago or even two years ago. So that's my analogy. I feel like <laughs> it's a silly analogy, but multiverse is as big as cheese these days. Now, just using an analogy by itself isn't a trick. I mean, it's cool and it helps uh, people understand where you're coming from. It's the way I'm going to use my analogy that's a trick. Like I have a section called multiverses. And instead of talking about multiverses at the beginning, I'm going to talk about cheese. 
Now you might be thinking, what, what are you doing? You're a weirdo. Like you just told me the section's called multiverse, but you're talking about all the cheese you've eaten. What could this possibly have to do with multiverses? And that's exactly what I want you and my audience to think. I want you to be a little confused because when you're a little confused, that means I probably have your attention. Now, if you're going to try to pull this trick of having an analogy and starting with a thing that like that you, you weren't supposed to be talking about first, so that people say, why on earth are you talking about this? What does this have to do with anything? You got to remember a couple things if you're going to try this trick. Number one, you can't be random. You got to make sure your analogy works, that everything matches up on both parts of the analogy. Also, you can't go on forever. You got to keep it brief because, like I said, I want the reader and the audience to be confused, but I can't let that confusion stay. Because if you think about it, if you're watching something or reading something, you stay confused for a long time. Are you going to keep reading or watching? No, you're not. But a little bit of confusion is actually kind of exciting. So try that in your review. Try making an analogy and starting with Start off with the thing that you aren't supposed to be talking about to get that tiny bit of confusion. Don't, don't stick around too long. Move it along quickly and get to the point of what you're talking about so that people don't stay confused, though. Now, why did I pick cheese? I got another little trick I'm going to teach you. I'm going to do a callback. Are they called a callback? Don't call it a callback. I've been here for years. Never mind. That's the song. A callback is when you mention something in the beginning and then you forget about it for a long time. You don't mention it for your entire piece until the end. And people are like, oh, I remember. Yeah, they were talking about that in the beginning. Like people love that. Stand-up comics use it all the time. So it's a great way to, to, to make the audience have, have fun. So in my sentence, my final sentence in this section, I'm going to just describe something as cheesy. I'm not going to make it a big deal. I'm not going to draw attention to it. I'm going to let the reader see that word and then like be reminded of, oh yeah, the guy was talking about cheese. And I thought that was really weird in the beginning. Not everyone's going to catch it. That's okay. Like if you do a callback and you, you bring a lot of attention to it, it's kind of like explaining a joke to someone. Like if you have to explain the joke, it just doesn't work. It's going to make your audience smile those who catch it. And if you don't catch it, that, that's okay. Like th those people reading or listening are going to be fine. But for the people who do catch it, it's going to bring a little smile to their face. It's just, it's, it's such a nice feeling knowing that you're putting a smile on people's faces. So I gave you a few tricks there. I gave you like the analogy, the, uh, the misdirection we'll call it at the beginning when you talk about the opposite thing, that little bit of confusion and the callback. Try one of those. They're fun. It's fun. To, it's fun to mess around and see what works. All right. Keep going. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear what you are saying about your movies and TV shows. All right. I think I'm done. No, it, it may seem like I've only been writing for a few minutes, but like, don't worry. I hit pause and I was gone for a long time. It's okay to take a long time with this stuff. Long time, short time, doesn't, doesn't matter. As long as you keep going with it, that's the only thing that matters. Okay. Since you stuck around so long, I'm going to share my report card review with you. I give movies grades on three subjects, story, uh, people, and then film nerd stuff, like the way the movie was made. And then each film gets their own elective class, so, you know, something special 
just for that movie. Story for Ant-Man, Wasp, and Quantumania, I'm going to give it um, a C. You know, I think it was pretty entertaining by itself, but it also, you know, it has to be the first movie of the new phase. And it's, it's just a lot for a story to do. Uh, the People, I'm going to give it a C plus. Like I said, Jonathan Majors, Michelle Pfeiffer, both amazing. Film nerd stuff, I'm going to give it a C minus. You know, like the CGI is, is, it's good. It's impressive, but just didn't fill me with wonder. I think that's a me problem. I don't know if it's the film's problem, but it, it, I just feel that, I don't know, there's no sense of like, wow, it's amazing. How did they do that? You know, it has to be like incredibly amazing just by itself for CGI because CGI is it's too powerful. It can do anything. Well, like I said, you know, I, that's, that's maybe it's a me problem. You know, that's it's okay if you do that when you're writing. Like you should have you problems. That's what makes your words and your thoughts interesting. So the elective class for Ant-Man Wasp Quantumania is going to be the multiverse. And I'm going to give it a C minus. I think I talked a lot about its multiverse stuff uh, earlier. Now, if I average all four of those grades out, it averages to a C, which I, yeah, I mean, I'm the teacher. I can bump the grade up or down a little bit if I want to, but I think that's a pretty fair grade for this film. I think it's, it's C. It's an average movie. It's not terrible. It's, it didn't really blow me away. If you go to my website, Mr. F, that's MRF, Mr. F movies.com. Here's what you can find there. You can find my full review of Ant-Man Wasp Quantumania. You can see in more detail why I gave those grades. But the cool thing is you can see all that popcorn and all those thoughts I had and all the, the stuff I did while I was writing, the analogy, the, the consonants and assonance. You can see all that stuff, how it all came together. You can also catch all my other reviews. And there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm sharing with you, just cool, new, fun ways, like all those games on there or things that professional critics notice. There's just, if you like talking about movies, stuff to help you talk about movies in new, fun ways. Thanks so much, everyone, for hanging out with me, talking about the movies. I would love, love, love to hear what you came up with today. Email it to me, movies at gmail.com. I'd love, love, love to hear what you say. Even if you don't want me to share it, that's okay. Just say so. Just say, Mr. F, for the love of everything holy, please don't share this with anyone else. And I won't. But if you also want to get mentioned on the podcast, let me know that too. Share your stuff. Okay? I'm, it's, I'm sure it's amazing. It's, like I said earlier, there's one dude who wants to hear it. That's me. If you enjoyed the podcast, please think about subscribing. Uh, following, leaving a review, and sharing with a friend. Remember, everyone, the universe needs you to talk about movies and TV shows, so do it and have a blast while you're doing it. Stay safe out there, folks, and take care of each other. Peace.